0: tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode three, incredible questions from three super smart individuals. We're gonna be challenging the concept of using a management company with an IRA, real estate investment that you actually own. Can you do it? What about investing in options with your IRA? Would that trigger you a bit? And then ultimately, can you invest in a business that you already have a minority interest in. So really, really excited for today's episode. I think we're all gonna learn a lot. Um, some very relevant information will be discussed. And these are questions from um, you know directly from uh, folks that I um, think we all can learn from. So let's start with question one from Gerald R. Of Chandler, Arizona, Gerald wants to know, I wanna use a self-record IRA to do option trading. Can I do that without triggering UBIT? So, great question, Gerald. A um, lot of clients lately are looking to do uh, various forms of uh, option trading, uh, whether it's involving securities, uh, currencies, commodities, um, shorting stocks, <coughs> pulls, uh, puts, calls, and the like. The good news is it's pretty clear under Treasury Regulation 512, option trading is not deemed leverage or margin for UBIT purposes. Now, what's UBIT? UBIT is a tax imposed on charities' retirement accounts in three instances: use margin to buy securities, non-recourse loaned by real estate, you invest in an active trader business through a pass-through entity. So, focusing on margin trading, the margin trading is when you actually borrow cash to buy additional securities. In the case of options, you're basically borrowing securities, which, according to Section 512, that is not margin and that does not trigger ubit so gerald and for anyone else out there that wants to use a self-record ira to do any type of uh option trading or, or uh you know, commodity um principal contract notional principal contracts any type of like uh exotic type of uh, option stuff uh digital options or whatever it may be binary you can do it without triggering ubit because that type and that form of Activity is not the margin for Section 512 and IRS purposes. So great question, Gerald. Um, I just published a blog on that. So um, <clears throat> you know, check it out. There's some really good info. I went through the regs, kind of went through all the rules. So um, wanted to kind of get it out there because I just have more and more people looking to use a self record IRA to do you know, sophisticated um, option trading. Question two, Michael. Kay from Concord, New Hampshire. Michael wants to know, I have a home in my self-directed IRA. and want to hire a property management company that I own 30% of to manage a property. I won't make any profit or take a salary. Can I do? So it's a great question, Michael. Um, I actually spoke to someone recently about this. Facts were a little bit different, so I don't think it was you. I wouldn't remember your name, it definitely wasn't you. But it was the same scenario. He had a couple of partners, they owned some real estate and they had this management company that they had a minority interest in. And they were basically, are just gonna like outsource all the work, but they just needed, they had the infrastructure and they just were like, hey, can my management company, <coughs> which we own a minority interest in, just kind of deal with this property. We're not gonna make any profits. We're just gonna use it to like pay bills. Um, it's a great question. So let's look at the code under the tax code. When it comes to what you can and cannot do with an IRA, it comes down to do you have a disqualified person on the other side of your IRA? So we know there's an IRA. So to have a primitive transaction, you need two things, right? You need the IRA and you need someone on the other side that's deemed a disqualified person. Now, who's a disqualified person? Under 4975 E2, it's essentially the IRA owner, their lineal descendants. Any entities, trust controlled, 50% or more by such persons. Now, according to Michael, this management company on the other side, he owns less than 50%. He owns 30%. So you have the IRA transacting with a company owns less than 30%. Not perfect, right? The IRS can always try to argue self-dealing, conflict of interest, but on its face, it's not a disqualified entity. That management company, he owns less than 50% of. So on its face, the entity is not disqualified. So technically, when you look at both parties, you have an IRA, but you technically do not have a disqualified person on the other end. Now, could the IRS come in and say, hey, there is self-dealing, conflict of interest. Um, You know, you're only you're using your relationship through this entity to get a deal. Um, You should still be using a third party. And it's great. In a perfect world, Michael, you use a third party, right? Use another management company, pay them their fee, be done with it. Um, but for whatever reason you you think this scenario works well for your business, it's gray. It's on its face. Doesn't seem to be prohibited. Is it the best of facts? No, I'd rather you not own 30%, rather you own zero. But the good news is you own less than 50%. And anytime there's gray in facts and circumstances, you know, makes it a little more difficult for the IRS to attack it, right? If you own 51%, I'd say you're you're in trouble, like it's a prohibitive transaction. Clearly, the entity is disqualified. And the IRS would have no issue um, confronting you and, and you know putting you to the fire. But when you're under that 50%, now there's work for the IRS. right? They got to prove it. It's facts and circumstance. Even though you have the burden uh, to defend and prove, they still um, have to work because now they have to make a claim and prove that you've actually self-dealed the conflict of interest because you're under that 50% threshold. So all in all, like it could be OK. I don't know. I'd rather you own zero, but at least you own 51%. So that's kind of the gray area stuff of the self directed IRA world where you almost at 50%. The entity is technically not disqualified, but the IRS could always try to argue that you're uh, it's a conflict of interest. You shouldn't be managing your IRA real estate, even though you're not taking a fee and you're basically just billing. Um, you're just paying bills and, and Keeping things organized—it's not horrible, but you know, it's not great. So, I'm a tax attorney, but whether you ask me or any other tax attorney, there's no, there's no black and white answer. There's there's a lot of gray in this question, right? So, some may say if you're super super conservative, you may you may say don't do it because you even own one percent. But forty nine seventy five e two doesn't say that. It has that fifty percent threshold. Although 49.75 C1, D, E, and F, you know, talk about self-dealing and conflict of interest. But again, this is facts and circumstances. And, um, you know, if I had to defend you, I'd, I'd feel pretty comfortable. Obviously, I'd rather you own zero, but, you know, it's, it's your call. Sorry, I c- couldn't give you more of a concrete answer. It's just there's no answer. It's it's really in the gray world. Um, the good news is you're not over 50 percent, but. You still have to address the fact that you, you have some ownership of the entity, even though it is a minority interest. Okay, third and final question is from Jasmine G of Jackson, Mississippi. Jack Jasmine wants to know from Jackson: I have a business opportunity to invest in a business that I own ten percent personally. Can I use my IRA to buy another three percent? So this kind of is a good good piggyback off question two, Michael. Um, Right, what do you need for a prohibited transaction? You have an IRA, but you need a disqualified person. Well, we know that under 4975 e2, you have a situation where the entity is now owned less than 50 percent, owned by 10 percent by the IRA owner, not 51 percent. So on its face, the entity is not disqualified. Now it comes in facts and circumstances. Right? Does the company need the money? Bad fact. Right? We all remember the Rollins case. I've talked about this case. 2004 tax court case. <clears throat> Mr. Rawls was an accountant. He owned a bunch of businesses, all under 50%. Uh, the bad fact for him was those businesses needed money. So he took his 401k and lent the company's uh, money and prevailing interest rates. The IRS had a prohibited transaction. He said, no, I'm under 50% of good. And they were able to prove that it was a conflict of interest because he made the loan not to benefit the IRA, but to save himself personally from losing his personal best. So um, just because you're under 50% doesn't mean you're home free. Facts and circumstances. Are there five shareholders? Are there 50 shareholders, 1,000 shareholders, right? Obviously the more shareholders, the better it is. Jasmine, what's your position? Um, are you just a passive investor? Are you the executive? Are you the CFO, right? All that stuff. I need to know, but the good news is you're under 50%. So now, It's really how comfortable you are to defend yourself if the IRS knocks on your door, not knocks, but sends you a letter and they say, hey, Jasmine, looks like we think this is prohibited. How confident are you to say, no, um, this is an investment I made solely for my IRA. The company did the money. I paid the same price as any other investor. This was a a raise for the business. Um, I did this solely 100% to benefit my IRA. And not to benefit myself personally. If you're comfortable saying that, then I think you're good. If you're not, and you really did this investment to save your 10% personal investment, that's like the Rollins case. Not great. The Michael case is a little different, right? The IRS will say you did this deal to save yourself money. Um, property management company maybe charges 5%, 10%. Here you're, you're basically just paying the cost, um, whatever it costs to to operate the management services. Um, you know, it's tough um, and that's why it's better, obviously, if you don't own any of the property management company, but in the case of Jasmine, it, it really depends on the size of the business. If it was a closely held business, I'm not as concerned with the 10%, 40, 50%, obviously under 50, but 30, 40% is higher, the 10% and you're adding 3% doesn't seem material. Don't think it's going to move the needle and like save the company um so i'm probably more comfortable with jasmine michael i'd still be okay defending uh but it'd be a little bit more difficult because the irs i think has an easier time showing that there's potential some self-dealing some conflict of interest um michael on the flip side would say hey i'm not making any money on this i'm not taking a salary it's just i i needed an entity to like deal with rent and paying the plumber and I, I can't do it. So my company's going to do it. Uh, it would have been better to just hire a third party, but I still feel comfortable. I can, I can get Michael out of the jam. And then Jasmine even more comfortable because her percentage of ownership is so low and her additional purchase of just 3% doesn't seem like it's going to move, uh, the needle. So there you go. That's the fun I have. That's why I love doing this stuff because, you know, some of this stuff is just great. Honestly, like you're just, whether you you go to talk to me or you pay a lawyer thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars to write an opinion letter, they're not gonna have a better answer than me. Why? Because ultimately it's just facts and circumstances and comes down you know just to an IRS agent and you know how well your, your facts present themselves. So um, this is the kind of stuff I enjoy. It's like a puzzle. Um, obviously it helps to have more experience and, and understanding the rules. but uh, a lot of it's just common sense. Um, at the end of the day, you need to show that you are making your IRA investment to 100% benefit your IRA and not have any personal benefit. And if you can do that, then I think you're gonna be able to successfully defend yourself. If you can't and you gotta like mumble and "Eh, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't do the deal. But if you really feel comfortable, yeah, I'm doing this to benefit my IRA, there's no personal benefit, nothing's changing on my end personally, this is just done 100% to benefit you're IRA, like, I think you probably are okay. Um, that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Obviously, you know, this is a podcast that drops every Thursday. It's probably one of my favorite podcasts because I get to interact with clients, non clients, just super smart people with really cool questions. So hope you guys enjoyed as well. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate it. Thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe to our amazing YouTube channel. And um, just have an amazing rest of your day. And I hope to see everyone again next week. Ciao and uh, take care.